She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And we've got Tim James back. He is our health hero. He's the founder of chemicalfreebody.com and host of the Health Hero Show. And today we're talking about how to lose massive weight with intermittent fasting. And we're going to be talking about some advanced skills. So welcome, Tim James. Chantel, thanks for having me back on. I'm excited to talk about fasting and how that can help people tremendously and massively um, lose weight, especially they've been struggling with weight for a long time. So let's talk about some people who maybe are in an eight hour or 10 hour window. They're kind of wanting to go to a new level and they want to maybe shorten their eating window. Let's talk about what are some things they can do mentally to prepare for it. Well, I think that's a really good thing is to understand that, you know, it has to happen in the mind first before you know, we start taking action with it. And so you're talking about somebody that's already kind of, kind of has a window. Like there are, are, are you talking about people? Maybe, that are, maybe they're kind of doing like an eight hour window or a 10 hour window and they are trying to reduce their eating window. Okay. So I think the first thing that's most important that we've learned is that that window, let's focus on where that window should start because that's important. Um, from 11 o'clock at night to 11 in the morning, our bodies are doing a natural back flush or detox, right? So, and a lot of people that are new that, oh, I'm new to fasting. Now, this is kind of scary. Well, we talked about that earlier. You, 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 you've been fasting your whole life. When you go to bed and you're sleeping, you're fasting. So fasting isn't anything new to you or me or anybody else. We've been doing it our whole lives. Okay. With that said, with that natural back flush or detox running from 11 at night to 11 in the morning, we want to avoid heavy meals in the morning. So, you know, we've been taught and conditioned that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's absolutely um, upside down, not true. Because what happens is, is that when you eat, when you do breakfast, you break fast, that's the actual name, breakfast, break fast, you are stopping your body's natural ability to detox and push garbage out of the body. Right. So we don't want to do that. We live in a toxic world today. Everything's polluted. We've been talking about this. So we recommend that people, the first thing they do is to replace their breakfast, the heavy meal with a liquid nourishment, like a green juice. Right. Um, or even they could start with a smoothie, but that's still kind of a heavy meal, but juice or water. Now water can be a little bit much for people. Now also we have to caution people. If you're type two diabetic, anorexic or bulimic, you wouldn't want to do just a liquid nourishment in the morning, right? Because we don't want to give anorexics and bulimics more permission to, to not eat, okay, or to do something like that because that's a psychological deal. For type 2 diabetics, for people, then they need to do monolithic food. So start off eating one food, just a big leafy green salad by itself, nothing else, or they would go to like quinoa and eat that by itself until they get to the point where they're not, they're off their medications, they're feeling fine, they have more, no more type two diabetes, then they can go to what we're gonna talk about now, which is just doing liquid nourishment, okay? And by doing that and extending that, um, now you're into that window. So let's say the person that you're talking about starts um, at 11 o'clock or noon, um, something like that, and so their feeding window is from like 11 to seven, right, in that eight hour window. And they wanna tighten it up, 
right? Like you were saying. Well, one thing that helps me is like understanding things, understanding how the body works, right? So one thing that I've learned is about the digestive tract itself is that our hydrochloric acid content is at its peak at around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. So that's when we have the assistance of our own body's natural juices to break down proteins, the heaviest stuff, whether it's from nuts and seeds as a plant-based eater, vegan person, whatever, vegetarian, or if you're a meat eater, you want the assistance. I can't tell you how many clients we have that have low hydrochloric acid content today, and they have to buy a little hydrochloric acid supplements and top off the tank, and then it really helps them out big time with digestion and all their, their health issues, right? So knowing that's important, but also... Um, after 6 p.m., a lot of people aren't aware of this, but we only have about 20 to 30% of our digestive capacity. Most of it's towards the middle of the day. So the earlier that you can eat, the more, um, uh, more help that you have from your own body to digest those foods, right? So it can be very taxing on the body the later you eat. And then also, because you don't have as much capability because it's just you know, your body's naturally winding down. That's how it's genetically programmed. And then also the later you eat, the more it can interrupt sleep. That can happen as well, because what will happen is like, let's say you have, let's say you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you have, um, you know, you have some food, some heavy foods some protein foods, let's say um, some, some uh, a nuts, a nut salad, salad with nuts on it or something, right? The nuts are a heavy protein. Those are going to take three to four hours to digest and get through the digestive system. So if you eat those at, let's say, eight o'clock and you go to bed at 10, your digestive tract's not done until midnight, which means mm. you can't really get into sleep because the primary mechanism of your body is digestion. It's not going to just sit there and go, oh, I'm going to go to bed right now and we'll just do the digestion later, right? That's going to create fermentation. So your body has to digest it. And once that's done, then you have the ability at that point to get into sleep. So eating late also affects your, your sleep, your your sleep cycles, you know, and, and different foods are at different speeds. We talked about that. Now, if you have a, a melon at nine o'clock, it's probably done by 930 in the system and you could go to bed at 10 and no problem, right? If it was a vegetable, two to two and a half hours. So if you go to bed at 10, you'd want to probably 730, eight o'clock at the latest be eating a vegetable, right? Because they do at different speeds and different times. But so those are some of the things that people can, I think that have helped me to know that the best time of the day to eat meal is, you know, early afternoon, have your biggest meal of the day. And the earlier in the day that you can get your last meal in, if you're going to have another one, you know, before six is best because after six, the digestive capabilities go way down. And then it really takes a lot of energy on the body and then it can affect sleep. So, you know, that brings up a really good point because I know we've had people who've asked questions like, when does fasting start? Is it right after like the second I finish my last meal? And so, you know, it's funny that that's kind of implied by the definition of fasting. It's generally thought of as the amount of time that's gone by the time you last ate. So like if you finished your last meal at eight o'clock and your next meal was at noon the following day, you would say, okay, I've been fasting for 16 hours, you know, for intermittent fasting. But another similar question would be how long after my last meal do the benefits of fasting kick in, right? Because if you think about it, okay, 
It's almost eight o'clock. I just finished eating something. Well, am I in a fasted state right now? Well, not really, right? Because, you know, we we call intermittent fasting. We kind of say, okay, there's the fed state and then there's the the fasted state. Well, your insulin is elevated and that signals your body to store excess calories in your fat cells. So, you know, it, it kind of gets to the place where you go, okay, well, in the fasted state, your insulin is low, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, but, but does, if I just finished eating that bite of food at eight o'clock and then at 8.01, we go, okay, you're quote in the fasted state. Well, no, you're not really right. Because you just finished eating. So, you know, I, I never really thought about it that way until someone had really asked that question. And it's like, well, for all intents and purposes, again, it all depends on what you ate your last. Like if we wanted to say, okay, when has the body really used up all of that fuel that you just gave it at eight o'clock? And so it's like, A, you know, we talked about that with the with the portion of food combining, right? Because if you just at eight o'clock, the only thing you had on an empty stomach was some fruit, probably in 25 to 30 minutes, that fruit is completely digested and has kind of gone through your body. So it is a unique question when you think about that of, hey, at what point am, am I actually reaping the benefits of the fasted state? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, because it depends on what food you eat, right? So some foods take longer to digest. So getting into that fasted state is going to take time, different time, depending on what you eat. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, we say that. But really, if you think about it, if you think about when, you know, people people will say, well, I haven't, I haven't really had anything to eat for the last 16 hours. Yes, but probably depending on what you eat and what how you did your food combining, even though you might say, hey, I haven't eaten for, let's say, the last 16 hours, probably tr- more truthfully, it's like your body was in a fasted state maybe for 13 hours, really. You know what I mean? Because it was still processing, digesting, eating, you know, all the stuff that you just finished eating. Yeah. I think the most important thing is for people, number one, to um, not be scared about fasting and, and, and realize that, but at the same time, be cautious as they're going into it. Because, you know, sometimes, because it is a very powerful tool. I mean, you will burn fat so fast it makes your head spin, literally, mm-hmm. and the weight just starts flying off. So a lot of people mm-hmm. will then use it as um, it is a tool, but we don't want to be like, okay, I'm gonna just going to go eat a bunch of plate of ribs and a bunch of cake and crap and know that I can just fast for three days and then go eat crap again and then fast, right? And then there are people get into that rut and it's because they just mm-hmm. like, well, I can do whatever I want because I know I can just fast and 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 just clean it all up and stuff like that. So that's, Mm -hmm. that can be hard on the body too. So, but for us, we just, we just like to baby step people. Now, some of the people here, you said most people here are more advanced, but if there's some people here that are listening that are new or haven't fasted before, again, the first thing that we do is a baby step is like, let, you know, you've been fasting all night. Let's just extend it through the morning until 11 AM and get to that point. And, you know, you can do caffeine free teas. You can do the um, the green juice. We also recommend flaxseed water. It's kind of a thicker 
mucolaginous gel. It's a great soluble fiber for your gut. We highly recommend it for anybody with gastrointestinal issues. It's wonderful, much better than psyllium husk um, and, and great omega oils in there. So um, stuff like that, right? Green juices, cucumber juice, celery juice, um, stuff like that, and avoid the sugars. Try to stay away from the apple juices and the orange juices. We're not trying to pile a bunch of sugar on. We're just trying to give you some nutrients and get you to 11 o'clock. That's the, that's the first goal. Now, once you've accomplished that, now we can start looking at, you know, like you were talking about, maybe we're trying to close the window up. So, you know, have your lunch, make sure that's the biggest meal of the day. And then whenever you have dinner, if you're having dinner like at seven o'clock or eight o'clock, well then let's bump it up to six o'clock or seven o'clock, right? Let's start, let's start creeping it in there. And the goal is to get, we just try to get our clients to not eat after 6 p.m. in the long term and um, and have their biggest meal at the middle of the day. And then down the road, if they're ready and when they're ready, want to go to one meal a day. And then that's that's where you've got really good control. All the emotions are gone of the food. You've you 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 understand that food is just nourishment for the cells, and you're getting your new. You understand where you're getting your nutrition from from your supplements and from the juices you're drinking, and you just feel good. So we everybody's different. It's the you know it's the right lifestyle, the right diet, the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So everybody has to kind of experiment with this stuff and just keep baby step it until they find what you know what really. Um, what really work, what works for them. Hey guys, I'm so excited. My new book, One Meal and a Tasting is out now. And if you order the book on Amazon, just the regular paperback edition, if you go in and make a review, you will get the audio book for free. Send a copy of your receipt to questions at chantelrayway.com and you'll get the audio book right away. Now, can you talk about, you know, as far as, you know, as we talked before, so like, you know, after about three or four hours of eating, your body is really transitioning into that fasted state, which we want it to get to. Now our blood sugar and our insulin levels start to decline, causing our bodies to start converting glycogen into glucose to use as energy. And towards the ends of that phase, you know, your body's going to slowly run out of liver glycogen stores and start searching for another energy source. So there's actually a process by which your fat cells are broken down into smaller molecules that can actually be used as an alternate source of fuel, right? Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, I'm not, I, I can't really speak to it in, you know, microscopic terms. Um, I've been down the rabbit hole on so many things, um, but that one, um, I remember studying that a long time ago, but I, I can't really speak to it in depth. But what I can say is that the benefits of fasting is that it really allows your body to rest and your digestive tract to rest mm -hmm. and to clean itself up. Right. Mm -hmm. We talked about that six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaques lining the small and large intestine. Um, mm -hmm. You know, besides taking like our gut detox product, doing colon hydrotherapy sessions, enemas, Kalima boards, um, mm -hmm. you know, and taking stuff like that. Fasting will also help clean up the gut and it starts cleaning up dead cells. I mean, your body it literally repairs itself. And when you when you get into and tech, if we're going to be technical here, nobody's really technically fasting, fasting unless they're on a pure water fast. See, because when we're doing juices, we're basically eating, but, you know, we just without, without chewing all the food and the heavy stuff, right? 
So people are like, well, what about your fiber? What about how are we going to get fiber? Well, we're not juicing for fiber. We get that from our heavy meals. We're juicing to get the nutrients through the digestive tract and into the cells very quickly without the burden of digestion. But most people don't realize that, Chantel, it's like 60 to 80% of all your body's energy, all of your body's energy is just used on a daily basis to digest food. Think about that. And if we can take that energy and take a juice rather than having, you know, a bacon, egg and cheese sandwich in the morning from McDonald's or whatever, even if you home cooked or whatever, pancakes and all that kind of stuff, um, that, that energy can be rerouted into boosting your immune system to heal your body if you're in the conquest of disease. It can boost your energy if you need to get through the day and run your real estate company or, you know, or be a mom and take care of the kids or be a dad and take care of the kids or coach, do whatever you need to do. That energy can be rerouted. And um, it's a really, it's really powerful. And then for athletes, it's, it's amazing. You know, at the Hippocrates Health Institute, where I learned this stuff, they work with gold. They've, they've helped people win gold medals. And they actually have them stop eating heavy foods a day, sometimes two days before their actual event, so that all of their energy is in their brain and their arms, legs, and all their extremities. There's no energy going to digestion. And then what Dr. Clement said was that combined with living foods all Olympic records are going to be shattered once people grab, grasp these concepts. And we saw the like the beginnings of it when we saw that movie that came out called Game Changers, where they were getting people off of you know heavier foods and in more of a higher plant based diet. So, yeah the the biggest thing for for me is like getting people to the place where, and I think most of the people who are listening, for the most part, are having either water or black coffee. That's where we kind of really try to get people to say, you know, if you're beginner baby baby, then you're having a green juice or you're having celery mm -hmm. juice or something like that. But I think most of our listeners have really transitioned to just having either black coffee, black tea and water um, during their fasted state. So any other advanced tips that you can give people to kind of let's say they're already doing an eight hour window, maybe they want to move to a six hour or a four hour eating window to kind of get them to a new level? Yeah, I think what I would recommend is you pick one day a week. And you make that the day where it's all liquid nourishment, or you do water fasting, no heavy meals. That's that's what we do. That's what they teach at the Hippocrates Health Institute. I remember um, after coming off the standard American diet <laughs> and going through my little detox uh, deal. Um, then on Wednesday, so I'd been there Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then all of a sudden Wednesday, now there's no food. I'm like, what are you guys doing to me here? Luckily that morning, Dr. Clement, the, the director there, he, he taught a, uh, an episode on fasting. And he said, now we, when we look at you, we look at you as like little, little fragile eggs when you come here and we take you and we throw you up in the air as high as we can and let you come down and land on the concrete and crack. And he said, and that's where the healing begins. He says, you have to understand that we as a society have been using food as a dope to push down our emotions. So having that awareness that we have you know, maybe relationships that aren't working and we're using the food to suppress that, or we have a job we don't like, a career, and we're suppressing that. Or, um, you know, maybe we were abused uh, when we were a child. And, you know, after interviewing over 600 people in my private coaching, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even believe what I was finding that over 60% of the people I talked to were physically abused and molested in, in their childhood. Like large, over half of people I talked mm. to. Blows, blows my mind. And you might not even remember this stuff, but when those emotions come up, 
we, we get scared and we take the food and we use it and we shove that motions back down. And what happened at the Institute, what I learned was, is that this isn't just about detoxing and cleaning up our cells and burning fat and losing weight. It's about having an emotional detox because until those emotions can come up and get out and you can cry, because when you're crying, you're actually detoxing emotions and it's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. And if, you, if there's guys out there that are embarrassed about crying, to hell with what everybody else is saying. You have got to get that stuff out of you. You literally have to get that stuff out of you. And this is why we'll have the people at the Hippocrates will have, uh, they literally have like cowboys from Calgary, Canada that rode on the range their whole life, drinking black coffee, you know, eating potatoes and meat out of a, a fireplace next to a barbed wire fence. And they get stage four cancer and there's nothing they can do for them in Western medicine. And then they end up at like a Hippocrates Health Institute type place. And all of a sudden, three, four days into it, they're getting a massage on a massage table and they start crying uncontrollably and they can't stop crying for an hour to two hours. They literally can't stop crying. And then afterwards they get up and they're, 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 they're embarrassed and they're like, I'm so sorry. And the, the massage therapist is like, it's okay. This is exactly why you're here. And this is probably most biggest reason why he's got the cancer, not just the chemicals that are built up in his, in his crappy diet, but it's the emotional detox. And I know for women, a, a huge part of uh, breast cancer is emotional. So we have got to detox the emotions and by fasting and doing liquid nourishment days um, all day long where you have a green juices and, and caffeine free teas or you do a water fast, this is not only gonna allow the, the physical crap to get out of the cells and the body, but it's gonna allow those emotions to come up and don't be scared of them, let them come up. And if you need to talk to somebody, be with somebody and it's okay to cry because it's very important stuff. This is where the work happens and this is where you can truly heal and you can find happiness. And I can tell you, you know, being, you know, redneck with my head buried in the sand with my health and, you know, thinking all this stuff was woo woo. I still didn't believe in the emotional stuff. The second time I went to Hippocrates, I was uh, hanging out with a bunch of people and there was this one girl there and she was telling me a story about her boyfriend and this guy and this relationship didn't work out and this relationship didn't work out. And then she goes, I'm all effed up. And then she just starts crying. She just starts crying like uncontrollably. So that, that was the moment for her. And I was consoling her. And then all of a sudden I felt it just like they talked about coming up in my gut. It came up into my chest and I, I couldn't leave her. And then I started just crying. It, I, this is a stranger that I just met like three days ago. And here we are just hugging each other, bawling our faces off for about an hour. And then afterwards, I'm just like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what happened there. I'm just like, and, 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 but we, we both felt like you could I, was, I felt like I could fly around on a magic carpet. I felt so light. So then I come back home. And remember, I'm a financial advisor at this time. And in the financial advising office area, there's a lady that does Reiki and massage. And she's all you know into this energy healing. I thought she was crazy, literally. I go in to get my massage. And she's like, I walk in and normally she's like, hi, Tim, how are you? I've got a towel over here for you. I've got lemon essential oils in today. I hope you enjoy them. That's how she is, right? She's a super nice lady. Mm -hmm. I walk in this time and she's like, what happened to you? And I was just like, what are you talking about? She goes, something changed in your life. Something big has happened. What was it? And I was like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know what she's talking. She's kind of freaked me out, right? She goes, well, go, come over here and, and, um, and, and I'll come back in and, and sit down. And I came back in and she goes, I have to tell you a story, Tim. She's like, normally I book you as my last client of the day. And do you know why? And I'm like, no, I don't know why. She goes, because when I'm done working on you, I'm exhausted. 
it takes everything out of me to work on you because there's so much trapped up, pent up, negative, just energy in you. It's everything I can do. So mm -hmm. she goes, I'm really excited to work on you today because I think things have shifted for you. So she worked on me. And then afterwards, I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, did I hurt you? And she's mm -hmm. like, no. She goes, I could work on you all day. So why don't you tell me, honey, what happened? And I was trying to figure it out. And I was like, well, I went to this Hippocrates Health Institute deal and, and we were just talking. And then, and I finally led her to that story with that girl. And she's like, ah, that's what it was. So what it was, I figured it out finally. I had gotten into a huge child custody battle with my kid's mom. And we were going neck and neck and tens of thousands of dollars were being spent. And the kids were getting wrapped up in it. And I read a book called uh, High Conflict, uh, Children of High Conflict Divorce. And, and it basically said that if the kids know anything about what's going on, you're going to harm them for life. And that's, that was the hardest thing for me because I was very competitive. And I was like, I just called her up and I said, look, I'm out. You can have full custody. I'm not going to do this to the kids anymore. She thought I was teasing her or whatever. And I walked away from that situation, but still inside, as I was trying to play it for the long haul, it was really hard on me. So I was able to get all that stuff out. And that was a burden that I was carrying around Chantel. And I didn't even know it. I had no clue. And that, so that changed my life. Then, and that's where, um, you know, getting off the standard American diet changed my life and then learning how to do green juices and, 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 and finally having the courage. Cause the first day I was there, this one guy's like, yeah, I'm going to do a $10, 10 day water fast. And I'm like, 10 day water fast. Mm. I can't even go one day without food. This guy's crazy. Anybody was one of the healthiest people I'd ever seen. You know, and now I've done up to a five day water fast 11 days, 11 years later. I haven't done a 10 day water fast yet. So maybe I'll do that in the future. I don't know. But all I do know is that fasting is one of the most important things, not just to get your health back, but to get your emotional health back and your spiritual health back and get And What do they say in all religions? If you want to get closer to God, fast and pray, fast and pray. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I just think that fasting is a wonderful tool. Don't be scared of it. I think you should get into it and start small and um and uh just in, enjoy the process and it's it's your journey Hey guys, I really want you to join our Intermittent Fasting and OMAD Facebook group. We're doing tons of giveaways right now for posting your before and after pictures and just for posting a question in there. We're giving away free protein shakes, some digest aid, all kinds of fun stuff. So please join our Intermittent Fasting and OMAD Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Yeah, and I think that, you know, one of the things that we haven't touched on, but is what fasting really has helped me to realize is, you know, I used to be bulimic when I was in my 20s. And, um, you know, when you say that, you know, when people are bulimic, you don't suggest fasting. I don't suggest fasting for long periods of time, but I know that for me personally, and I was bulimic, fasting has helped me immensely. And part of the reason why it has is because first, you know, number one, emotional eating people don't realize is different from binge eating. So binge eating often gets kind of convoluted with emotional eating. But there there is a difference because like binge eating is 
where you can literally go and go, okay, I'm going to eat, you know, 10 donuts in one <laughs> sitting, right? Yeah. Like just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to binge, binge, binge to the point that I'm like so sick. Like I have to throw up because I'm just not, you know, I've mm -hmm. just completely binged. But emotional eating, you know, is more of I'm stressed right now. I'm not physically hungry, but I, there's something inside of me that's, I'm in pain right now. And there's something comforting when I have food. And so I've used food as a tool for comfort. And so to me, that's why the very thing that I ask, I still have to ask myself this question, you know, because it's, I'm not a hundred percent completely free from it because I have to first when as soon as I'm like feeling compelled to munch on something I have to first ask myself the question am I actually hungry right now or am I re eating for any other reason am I sad am I lonely am I angry am I anxious like it's it may be the emotion that's really hungry, not my stomach that's hungry. And so the first thing I have to do is I have to remove the temptation by physically taking myself away from any of the food or whatever. But one of the things that fasting does is it, it kind of gets it in your mind where you go, okay, I'm only eating today you know, in these six hours, you know, like I'm not even going to even think about food until noon or whatever it is that you decide that you're going to start. Mm -hmm. And so it it is, there's some power in that where you just are going, okay, I'm not even going to consider it until noon comes. And then hopefully at noon, you your stomach is hopefully growling. And then you can go, you know what, I am physically hungry right now. It's not the emotion of being sad, angry, lonely, anxious, I'm actually physically hungry right now. So it forces you to mentally get there. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. It really is. And it everybody should be doing it at some level at their level and just kind of just keep working your way up the ladder. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. He's going to be back. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.